0: There's no guarantee that you or I or anybody listening to this podcast is going to be able to endure the circumstances that propaganda can bring about. But one thing's for sure, you should be prepared.
1: The truth is that 2 plus 2 equals Mm 4. There's no way that 2 plus 2 can equal anything other than 4 unless you are redefining the terms. Mm -hmm. And so that would be an example. Like if, if we have the government... Or, you know, teachers on Twitter telling us... It doesn't us have to be the that, government. It yeah. could be
0: somebody at your job it saying, if a... you don't sign this sheet that says 2 plus 2 equals 5, you're fired. Yeah. The question you have to ask is, is it worth suffering for the truth, full stop?
1: You are listening to the Solomon's Corner Podcast, a place for thinkers. Join us as we explore the depths of theology, philosophy, and the Christian intellectual life.
0: Welcome to the Solomon's Corner Podcast. I'm Daniel Roberts. This is A Place for Thinkers. Thanks for joining us. Today I'm joined by my woman in the chair, Lindsay Roberts. Definitely no relation, but married. And uh, she wanted to do some some recording tonight on some of the previous episodes that we've talked about, get some clarification. And so this is a very much a impromptu... Uh, discussion about some previous stuff where we can elaborate on different concepts and ideas that maybe were unclear or need a little more clarification so uh, without further ado the lady who laughs in the background is now on the mic we've let her out of the closet she is now uh free to speak her mind but only for an hour
1: <laughs> i'm so honored to be here you should be and i'd like to say that you know I'm just You shouldn't
0: be honored. You should recognize that it's a privilege, and that we can kick you off at any moment, stick <laughs> you back in that chair with no mic.
1: <laughs> I just—it's <laughs> true, but I am also the one manipulating all of the audio, so I don't know that I'm the person that it's you should right. be uh, it. locking. The just closet. put it up
0: unedited. <laughs> I don't need you. I'm just kidding.
1: I don't know that people would—I uh, don't know that people would like it as much if I didn't have my own Lindsay editing flair in there. It's
0: true. <laughs> Everybody thought that I was like a genius on the first podcast because there was no editing. Yeah. Well, no, or no there was tons no, of editing. Yeah. they were like, wow, did you no do that ums, all on the fly? And no I was like, uh, yeah, you yeah. just didn't say any ums or uhs or anything like that.
1: So clean. So clear.
0: Well, hate to break it to you, but. Uh,
1: so <laughs> it happens when your wife gets a little too good at GarageBand. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, uh, I actually made a lot of boo-boos in that first episode and they, we, we just took them out. My wife made me look awesome, so hopefully everybody understands now that all those professionals out there who "quote unquote" do it live are maybe not maybe not doing it so live. You know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's just We're a, looking
1: at you, Daily Wire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 Twenty. We know there's ahead. a 20 minute delay.
0: Everybody knows now. <laughs> I saw it. Oh man! Tweeted Matt Walsh's wife. Oh god. Um. But uh.
1: I just want to be clear. Also, you said that I'm here because I want to be here and I'm happy to be here. I did not specifically go to you and request, hey, can I please get on the podcast? Because...
0: Uh, Yeah, what are you talking about? You were groveling. You were begging. You were saying, what do I have to do to prove myself, to sit in those sacred chairs those chairs those, of privilege.
1: Those sacred wooden squeaky I mean, squeaky we've got chairs. people like
0: begging to be on here. And you, you don't realize how many people <laughs> we had to turn down just so you could have a chance to spout your little woman mind.
1: <laughs> anyway, All right. Keep, so what do you so, want to talk about? So I wanted to come on and ask some clarifying questions about the last podcast. You talked a lot about the importance of seeking...
0: What was the last podcast?
1: So, okay, yes. For anyone who has not listened to it yet. The last podcast was all about propaganda and what happens to people when they are under the, I would say under the influence of propaganda, but essentially how do they operate under propaganda? And you categorized people in three ways. They either go along to get along, they seek secret knowledge, or they seek eternal truths that they cling to in spite of propaganda. Mm -hmm. And when I listen to that, my first thought is, what are the eternal truths that we are supposed to cling to in the face of propaganda? Because I hear it, and as a Christian, I know, for example, that I should cling to the eternal truth that God loves me, that I'm created in his image. Like, I know some of those things. And
0: those we would say are transcendent but revealed truths.
1: So, okay, and that would be something I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even known how to categorize, but um, I wanted to understand what are the eternal truths that we're supposed to cling to when we are under the influence of propaganda? Mm. How are we supposed to discern those things? And basically, what is the action plan for us as Christians dealing with? And I, I know we're not in the same kind of propaganda age that Solzhenitsyn and other Russians dealt with behind the Iron Curtain like I know it, it's not as bad here as it was in those times but we still see a lot of propaganda coming into our news feeds and coming into um, our material so that was my big question right
0: and I, and, I, and I think it's important to stress that you know we're not just talking about news organizations that lie we're talking about the idea of propaganda that prevents you from uh, knowing where to take a stand or what's actually worth standing for, and so, like for example, you'll see on LinkedIn or other places people putting up their pronouns, yeah, which which is signaling to the culture, I'm uh, I am with the 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 trajectory that I think is correct or whatever. And it's causing people who say, well, why would you have to set your pronouns up? That is a form of propaganda.
1: So when you say that putting your pronouns in your LinkedIn profile is propaganda, I always think of propaganda as being something in the newspaper or like on television. I I think of the traditional posters that you saw plastered up all over the walls, Mm -hmm. you know, the the communist propaganda. How is putting your pronouns in your LinkedIn bio? How is that propaganda? So
0: there's propaganda by dissemination, which, you know, is like posters and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then there's propaganda by participation or by proxy.
1: Ah, okay. So if somebody
0: decides that, and, and, you know, like, for example, like Project Veritas or whatever, some of these groups that are banned on Twitter will ask their followers on other platforms to share out their stuff onto the platform and by virtue of people participating, they're participating in a counter-narrative. So there It's probably better to say there's two narratives going on right now, if you want to talk about right now. We're talking about what happens when the narrative that's bad wins. That's what we're talking about, is how do you find the truth when everybody around you is putting pronouns in there, in their bios? How do you find the truth when everybody around you is saying uh, you don't need God, you just need the state. How, mm-hmm. do you, how do you actually survive in that? And that does not mean that you know what we're talking about here is trying to demonstrate by example how you actually find out what to do in those situations if mm-hmm. you haven't lived that experience. There's yeah. no guarantee that you or I, or anybody listening to this podcast, is going to be able to endure the circumstances that propaganda can bring about. But one thing's for sure, you should be prepared. And you should be a good steward of the time that you have. Mm -hmm. And to be a, uh, what's the word? To let your mind atrophy in times of prosperity is a real danger. And not something that you want to necessarily... Uh, use as a preparation tactic for (laughs) propaganda
1: the the ostrich sticking its head in the ground not the preparation strategy needed to rise to the occasion under so so (laughs) so one thing
0: that's going to happen is like with propaganda they're going to ask you to believe something Mm -hmm. and you'll have to ask yourself if you really believe it
1: if it's true
0: right if it's true Mm -hmm. and that's the first transcendent that we can say that's the first transcendent truth for our purposes in this conversation. Okay. We're not we're not doing a for those listening, we're not doing a metaphysical demonstration here or an analytical, you know, philosophical syllogism. We're just having a conversation about this. So for our purposes here, we'll say truth is the first one. Is that true? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what that implies is that the truth demands your allegiance.
1: Right. So we would so we've talked about this in private the truth is that two plus two equals four. Mm-hmm. There's no way that two plus two can equal yeah. anything other than four, unless you are redefining the terms. Mm-hmm. And so that would be an example. Yeah. Like if, if we have the government or, you know, teachers on Twitter telling it doesn't us have to be the that, government, it yeah. could
0: be somebody at your job it saying, if a, you don't sign this sheet that says two plus two equals five, you're fired. Yeah. The question you have to ask is, is it worth suffering for the truth? Full stop. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of people who would say no, and rightfully so, because in experience alone in a, in a prosperous country like America or anything like any place where you're well off, where, yeah, you know, like you're comfortable. Well, that experience, it's going to be very hard to rationally say, well, if you don't take a stand on two plus two equals five, you know, you're going to be like the first person to turn in your neighbor. There's no logical argument to be able to say, well, yeah. You know, that's how you're going to turn out. But wisdom from people who did go through that might be able to say you're probably going to become that.
1: So is what you're saying that if you're a person who compromises on saying no, two plus two can only equal four. If you're a person who compromises to keep their comfort, Mm -hmm. you are more likely to be the one turning in your neighbor. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
0: you're sliding there. Yeah. it's not a it's not an argument that says you will necessarily become that right because as we'll see later Solzhenitsyn was a marxist he was a very hardcore marxist right it was prison that rocked him and took him out of it so so the the point is is that number one truth is obligatory you can't the propaganda can't take that away from you Because they're asking you to oblige. The question is, are they telling you the truth? Have they demonstrated that it's the truth? If they are saying things that cannot be true, like Mm -hmm. a man can be a woman. Mm -hmm. These are things grounded in nature. And so...
1: So would these be like, like when you talked in the Mm -hmm. last podcast about these eternal truths, Mm -hmm. would something like a man cannot be a woman, would that be an eternal truth that... Natures
0: are immutable. Yeah. So So one of the things propaganda wants to say is that nothing is immutable.
1: Immutable meaning...
0: Meaning it can't change. Okay. so So like, if you're a human being, you cannot be a dog outside of a miracle. So what we're saying is, is that you have a substance... That's immutable. It's humanity, and and you have your own humanity. That's an imitation of the humanity in God's mind that He used to create the world, when He said, "Let's make man in our own image." Right mm-hmm. now, when we say a transcendent truth, what we're saying is is that truth is truth. Like you can't you can't not talk about the big T truth without using the little t truth word to describe it. Yeah. So and we're not we're not talking about Get your journal out. Write down all of the propositions that you think are true, and then say, "I'm willing to die for these."
1: <laughs> so, so every single, put, every right. single truth that exists. The sky is blue, and and
0: two the, plus two equals yeah. Four. Two plus
1: two equals four. Three plus three equals six. Laws yeah. of
0: logic equal validity. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so you can't. So when you say, you have to be willing to suffer. Yeah. You have to. Truth is obligatory. Right. You are talking about all knowable truths. Yeah.
0: Okay. And and mainly the truth that you can know it.
1: That, I think, is an important distinction, like if the, too. If
0: without the aid of the government.
1: Because, so this is one of the things that I think I struggle with with the propaganda discussion. Because it, when I feel like I'm dealing with propaganda, it's causing me to doubt my senses. And it's causing me to doubt my perceptions of the world as it is. Mm-hmm. And so... Um,
0: and that's its purpose. Yeah, It's not getting you to believe a perception of the world. It's trying to get you to doubt your perceptions of the world.
1: Well, and so I think maybe, so I still want to continue talking about these eternal truths, but I think one of the things I still struggle with is, okay, when you're being told that you can't trust your senses and all these things, and we're told, and and I think you're right in saying, we need to cling to these eternal truths. You know, first one being that, the truth is obligatory it is just a challenge because i hear it and i think well okay but what happens when you're being told the truth is obligatory and you're like but i i don't trust my senses anymore i am i am so far gone
0: yeah you're too far gone
1: well, there you people go. die
0: because they decided to doubt everything around them your philosophy has a consequence yep. and so the, the thing is is that you will not stand if you don't believe that your senses convey ordered data about the world and you believe that you need somebody to tell you what the truth is in every aspect of your life, not every aspect of your life, but just the important ones. Yeah. You're not somebody who's going to, you're not somebody who's, who's going to suffer. Stand, well,
1: who's going to stand at least strong. Mo- more
0: than likely. You're not going to do that because the truth is ultimately dependent on the authorities in your life. And there are certain truths that are not dependent on authority. Mainly like your neighbor and you are of equal value. Mm-hmm. Do you need the government to tell you that truth? No, yeah. but guess what? You might actually have a, you might need the government to tell you that that's not the case. Yeah. To cause you to question. Because again, one of the things that C.S. Lewis talks about in God in the dock and on miracles is evil is a perversion of the good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have some sort of ideal conception in your mind about how far away something is as far as perverse um, you know like yelling at somebody is not as bad as hitting somebody and murdering somebody is not as bad as hitting somebody and so on and so forth
1: wait murdering someone is worse than hitting someone is worse than hitting someone yeah, yeah so
0: yeah. you have this spectrum of moral uh, actions and behaviors okay. and you say some are more proximate to how a human should behave than others then mm-hmm. this shouldn't be confused with customs we're not. We're not talking about the fact that, well, you know, in the in the in America, the middle finger means this, and in this other country, it means that I love you. So, mm-hmm. guess relativism? No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that the mind understands and develops customs that are aimed at the objective truth of how to behave towards your neighbor, mm-hmm. and different cultures come up with different customs. So, when we're talking about this idea of truth is obligatory, Mm -hmm. there are certain truths that you can know without the government's intervention, without your church's intervention. These are things written on the heart. Yep. And some of these things are, you know, that there is a God out there. There are plenty of examples of people in the mission field who have had testimonies of people who knew that God existed, but they just didn't know his name. And then they find a missionary or whatever, and then they give him the gospel. The idea that God is knowable, and Sertian T- gets into this in The Intellectual Life, too. He says, he says, you know, there is a knowledge that comes just from being human, basically. This is me paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. he talks about it. Yeah, the guy in the ivory tower gets gets special knowledge that he might want from study and all that kind of stuff, but the guy out on a boat under the night sky looking up at the stars and feeling a deep sense that he's not arbitrarily created and that he has a purpose because there's a being out there that made him. Yeah. That's a kind of knowledge. And and what we're saying is, is that that kind of knowledge is accessible to the academic, to the poor, to the wealthy, to the average, to anybody who desires it. And these are transcendent truths, meaning they're not contingent on an authority revealing them to you Mm -hmm. they just are yep and so propaganda seeks to try and eclipse those things it tries to say we are the ones who tell you the truth
1: got it does that make sense yeah no i understand now so uh, so
0: so two plus two equals four it's not grounded in the paper and the pencil that wrote two plus two equals four and the symbols there those are grounded in being itself that two individual beings e- plus two individual beings equals four individual beings.
1: Mm-hmm. And in the same way, if my government puts up a picture of a, a tree on a poster. And calls and says it a, a duck. Ca- yeah, or says, it's this is a car. Right. I should be able to say, no, that is not a car. Right. That is a tree. Right. Full stop. Yep. And I don't I need to hear a lecture about right. it.
0: This is precisely what 1984 is about. Right. Is Will Winston actually endure O'Brien's torture? hmm And he doesn't. He gives in. Yeah. And what does O'Brien say? You're no metaphysician. You don't know these kinds of things. And yet we cross-referenced that with C.S. Lewis, and he says these metaphysical arguments are conclusive based on the datum that you get from reality. The mm-hmm. fact that the wall really does exist. The fact that that O'Brien really does exist in the context of the story. Yeah. Like that the people around you really do exist and that you share something with them. hmm And if you share something with them, then whatever that is, you should defend it. And one of those things would be things like freedom of speech. And it, it's complicated because because we take for granted how those who have gone before us have distilled out more clearly these truths that we always knew. So, for example, that man should should seek after God, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this is what you have to be careful of, is that we're not trying to argue against the Cartesian skeptic. We're not trying to say, like, well, a person who doubts everything, I can prove to you that you shouldn't doubt. No, you can't. Yeah. He can doubt until he's dead. Even even to a certain extent, what you find is that under threat of pain, he, he's still willing to doubt I mean, like that's just the reality. Um, he, he could he could tell you, oh, no, I believe my senses, but you don't know that for sure. Right. So the, the point is, is that it, to bring this back to more specific stuff and less nuanced things is that the truth exists. Mm -hmm. And that you don't need an authority to tell you what they are, that you are a human being. And that means that you're not a dog. Therefore, you should not be treated like a dog. Your neighbor is not a dog. Therefore, he should not be treated like a dog. And anybody who does should be uh, anybody who does treat him like a dog should be stopped. Yeah. And. Nobody has any problems with this until you go to a Christian college and then some dude thinks that he's being all high and mighty and he says, well, that's not what I'm going to do because the Bible says I'm not supposed to hurt my neighbor and that enemy is technically my neighbor who's beating up my wife. So I'm just going to pray that God stops him. Those guys are idiots. And yet that was a scenario I heard on my Christian campus. And I know that other Christian friends at other Christian campuses heard Christian guys say that as well. Hopefully they never got married until they changed their ideas because poor girl, man, she's in trouble. But, but the, you know, <laughs> it does make you wonder like those women out there that like married those guys. It's what like, a strong, what a strong did he change man? his ideas? Did, he obviously didn't tell you before he got down on a knee and said, yeah, till death do us part. But just so you know, I'm not going to Death might that, be
1: coming for my, you my, first because yeah. <laughs> you can't. And I'm not going to stop it. Yeah. I'm just going
0: to pray that God doesn't. If he doesn't stop it, you're dead. Sorry. <laughs>
1: But I loved you. Yeah. Loved you till death.
0: So the second thing is that you have to seek the truth to know it. Yeah. This is, this is why, like, the the apathetic person can't know the truth, and they'll fall prey to propaganda. That, if you're not actively seeking the truth, you will become a product of propaganda.
1: I think that is very insightful.
0: And I think it's important to, to say clearly what we mean by that is not that you're seeking, oh, what's the... is it, 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 is the government really doing X? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that when you seek those truths that are what what truth is and what it actually means for humanity at all times, all places, all persons, you find an anchor point that tells you, this is where my conscience should take its stand. Two plus two equals four didn't seem like it was important until all of a sudden somebody decided to say, I'm a woman and they were actually a biological male and the effect that it had on the offices of everybody moving in lockstep in a groupthink that had been completely and totally unspoken no meeting was ever had nothing was ever said everybody just decided to say yep we're just going to act like it's normal that's not okay mm-hmm. and when you decide to to accommodate those things You are participating in the propaganda. You are becoming a distribution by proxy of an idea that is very dangerous and deleterious to your society. And the people who do that are the people who are apathetic. People who just say, well, you know, what difference can I make? The people who say, well, who cares? It's not that big of a deal. Just keep your head down. Just do your job. The reality is, is that God made you for a purpose. He puts you in the time and the place for a purpose. Because we can obviously recognize that you didn't have to be here at the time and place that you are. You could have been born earlier. You could have been born later. And so when we consider the idea of what are some of these transcendent truths, what we're getting at are what are those truths that are that are true at all times, all places, and for everyone. Yeah. So just to clear up. What probably is the better way to describe this is that truth is transcendent of government. It's not that there are there are transcendent truths, and those are important to 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 uh, pursue or to believe in. But when we talk about truth truth as such, what we're saying is is that it should transcend the government, and we're talking about truths about the nature of the world, the nature of man, the nature of God, things like that. And in that podcast, we talked about how there are shortcuts and that while you have your Bibles and why you can read those freely and all those kinds of things. Those are totally valid to find out the answer to some of these questions. But God also created nature. And the Bible says that through nature, we can come to know things about his attributes and ergo by about man's attributes. If we can discover attributes about God, we can definitely discover attributes about man through the way he created the world. Like man has a purpose. Man has certain behaviors that are attached to his nature, and when a government comes in and with propaganda and says, "No, no, no, no," there are no objective moral standards for man. There are no, uh, there are no specific actions to his nature. A man and a woman are basically the same thing. They're not. And when we talk about the transcendent truths, quote unquote, what I mean by that is that they transcend propaganda. And, and that, that, that propaganda cannot prove them to be false. They can only ask you to doubt. In the same way, you know, propaganda is very similar to the devil. It's not that the devil said, God lied to you. It's that the devil said, are you sure that God really said that? And propaganda does the same thing. Are you sure that a man can't become a woman? I mean, you don't want to lose your job. Are you sure that gay marriage isn't actually a marriage? I mean, they get married all the time. If they can do it, why why is it not a marriage? And the, there are answers to these things. And you can find the answers to them in freedom.
1: Mm-hmm. You might
0: just have to believe they're wrong in tyranny. You might not have the ability to go and look for the reasons why, the metaphysical reasons why a man and a woman is a marriage, but a man and a man is not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what we said was during times of freedom, you should pursue knowledge of these truths right? because coupled together, they enhance your understanding of reality, of God's plan, how to interpret scriptures, all of the things that are essential to a life well lived and propaganda or tyranny or any of these kinds of things comes in and tries to suppress and pressure you into believing a lie. Yep. And so in order to stand strong against the lie, you have to understand that truth is obligatory which is what we've already covered, and that while you can, you should seek the truth. In fact, I think there's a bio verse that even says that. Like, yeah. you know, seek God while you can.
1: Yeah. Well, and so with all of that in mind, are there any areas of human nature or or areas of any eternal truths that you feel like people should be investigating most seriously right now?
0: Yeah. So number one, I think just to tie into that is people should be it's, and again this is for people who want to live an intellectual life right or a life of truth seeking um, they should be working out their own uh, view of man and 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 asking themselves if it's true and and working out why it is that that's the first thing. So the same question you asked to me, I would ask to any listener right now, and I think they should go and they should write their own answers down because that's the first step to actually coming to an understanding of the truth. You might not have it perfect, but you'll probably have more aspects right than you realize. But for example, one thing is that man has the freedom to speak. That would be one. And this is where you can start. Look at everything in the world and then look at what man has that the rest of the world doesn't. Not by virtue of him being or or her being in a city, yeah, but by virtue of being a man. So, so on an island, what does a man need to retain his humanity?
1: Yeah, right. It, so these would be things that are cross cultural, right? Because it's it's not about your cultural so background. So number one, what humanity. did
0: we number one? What did we learn about castaway? Man needs community. He starts to go insane. Because he doesn't have community and tries to sustain himself by creating an imaginary friend named Wilson. So, number one, it's a good experiment. Think for yourself, on an island, what does man need? And We're not talking about, you know, what does he need to be saved? We're asking, what does he need to be man? Yeah. Just man.
1: So, we would say he needs... His physical needs to be provided for, so food. He needs to have the freedom to seek food, shelter,
0: yeah, water. Doesn't he? he doesn't deserve? Have it pr- food. Yeah, he doesn't. Right. He's
1: not going to have it provided, but he should have the freedom to pursue right. food and water to and pursue things. Pursue his own good, right? To pursue his own physical good, and right. then he should also have the freedom to. So he think. should have the
0: freedom to work.
1: Yeah, he should have the freedom to think. Yeah. To speak. Yep. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense.
0: And he should have the freedom to to pursue God. Yeah. So, so like, and he should have the freedom to associate. When we start seeing a government come in and simulate an isolation of man's nature and abilities or restrict those things unreasonably, then we should seriously call them the question, or deleteriously, meaning they, they actually are restricting them to the point of harm to the rest of the society. And so this is where, you know, man also should have bodily autonomy. Mm -hmm. So like that's something that he has to have, which might be overlooked. But a man should be able to say, this is what my body needs. Mm -hmm. And he should be able to seek the resources that he needs to do that. And a government can't tell him what his body needs to be thriving. It can inform him, but it can't force him to get an injection or force him to work in the factory versus on the spaceship like they can't do that so and so that leads to another one man should have choice so there's this can this this is you know again shouldn't be done in a vacuum jacques maritain has written a book that we covered christianity and democracy and the rights of man and natural law we didn't agree with everything in it but it at least gives you a basis to say yeah i think that's right and i think that's not and and understand that you should not be trying to start over pre-aristotle on what man's rights are yeah you should be starting from the culture you're in because one thing is also i think true is that man should be furthering the city that he's in he should be a part of a city so people who think that they should isolate out that they should just leave you know there's there's a difference between leaving a big city for a smaller city versus being completely isolated because you don't trust the world yeah those are two different kinds of things and God did not say it was good for man to be alone. It's not good for families to be alone either. So so the idea is is that you can actually, you know, we haven't said a single Bible verse, except for God, man doesn't uh, need to be alone.
1: So with all of these pressures coming on to us, it makes me think a lot of the things you've read in Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn And how he talks about the importance of suffering for the truth. And I think about his essay on live not by lies. He says that you can take small stands, but even still he is telling us that we need to be willing to take stands for the truth. We need to not be willing to comply with lies. Yeah. And so in light of propaganda, propaganda, demanding us to to affirm lies. Yeah. How does how does the Christian or the citizen continue to seek eternal truths and how do we deal with suffering that comes from holding on to those truths?
0: Yeah. So th- the nature of truth we've already talked about is is obligatory. That's just truth. Right. Like if 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 you you know a is A. Yeah, A is A. To deny that is to be inhuman. Yeah. And
1: the logical. Right.
0: Well, and and man was not meant to live irrationally. Right. That that is a tautological. Because if you were to try to refute that, you'd have to give me reasons. Right. So the question of like, well the first thing that comes up in in the, it is, well okay, so what truth is obligatory? But why suffer for obligatory truth?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering.
0: And the reason why is because one of the things that is that every human being should acknowledge is that they can be better than they actually are or they could know some things that they don't currently know or they could gain deeper understanding of truths like what does it mean to be human? Like if, if there is a question that seems to be A a perennial question of man that gets answered constantly on a deeper and deeper and deeper level Mm -hmm. is what does it mean to be human? And certain human experiences give us a deeper understanding of of what it means to be human. Uh, Being raised by parents, losing a parent, becoming married, suffering, so, so these kinds of, of experiences elucidate to us. It's like it's like a bright light shining on, on, on an object. It suddenly becomes clear in that moment. These experiences illuminate these truths that we may have only known by reason. Like maybe you didn't have a parent growing up, and you see somebody who's got parents, and they tell you, oh, yeah, this is what a good dad is because you didn't have a dad growing up. And then you become a dad. And now you're trying to live up to a standard. Well, that that you're going to draw from people who have experienced having a father because you didn't have one. You're going to try pulling in from that. But the fact that you lost one is going to make you more sensitive to what how important a dad might be in a child's life. So when suffering happens, it's the same kind of thing. When we take a stand for an arbitrary truth, like A is A, or 2 plus 2 equals 4, It's not that that truth becomes elucidated. It's that we become more aware of what it means to be human. That man is to suffer for the truth. And the shortcut to that is Jesus. Is that Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you got to follow me. You have to take up your cross and follow me. You need to be prepared to lose your family. You need to be prepared to lose everything. You need to be prepared to, if you follow me and are my disciple, well, I'm the one who put two plus two equals four into existence. I'm the one who set man up as he is. And so anybody who says to violate these things or to believe lies are to, are are people who are asking you to violate what it means to be human. And suffering makes these truths that we've just talked about become more clear. It's like somebody putting glasses on and suddenly they become clearer and You know, this is testified in Scripture. We already covered that in the last podcast. But to get more into the testimonies of people who have suffered who aren't Christians. Suffering is like, well, I know what it means to be human because I've had all these privileges and stuff. Or not all these privileges, but I've had all these rights. I've been able to get my job and I've been able to do this. And then all of a sudden you take a stand about what it means to be a man and you lose your job. And you suddenly realize the absence of your work has revealed something about what you need as a man. And suffering made it very clear to you. And so the same thing happens in Gulag. And this is the thing is under extreme conditions, we see this actually manifested as well. And so in Gulag volume one, when he says this on page 183, he's talking about why it is that somebody would love their first cell. Prison cell. Prison cell. And he goes on further. He says, if you stood firm, your soul would heal in that cell. And he says, he continues, and he says, the reason why is because you'll, you will see people again. Because the interrogation was largely tortured by isolation and lack of sleep and, and lots of threats and crazy, horrible things. But you were doing it all by yourself. There was no person around. And he, he writes this. When you get into your cell, for the first time you are about to see people Who were not your enemies. Now, for the first time, you were about to see others who were alive, who were traveling your road, and whom you could join to yourself with the joyous word, we. Yes, that word which you may have despised out in freedom when they used it as a substitute for your own individuality. All of us, like one man, or we are deeply angered, or we demand, or we swear. It is now revealed to you as something sweet. You are not alone in this world. Wise spiritual beings, human beings, still exist.
1: Man, that is unbelievable.
0: And so, Victor Frankl says the same thing. He says, suffering is a gift because it changes who you are and it reveals to you what you need. It changes your perceptions of the world in a way that if you remain in comfort, you won't. And so when you have the opportunity to stand for a truth, and by the way, all truth is God's truth. So if you decide to take a stand on a truth, something you know to be a lie, and you decide to stand against that, that is your opportunity to relate to Christ and to relate with your fellow man in the idea of what it means to be human. And like we were talking about before, propaganda can be disseminated or it can be distributed by proxy. The truth can too. And when you take a stand for the truth and reject the lie, people see you escorted out with your box of stuff and you're fired, they have to sit there and they have to ask the question, am I as human as I should be? Yeah. And... And I think that we have to recognize that the the truths these truths are worth suffering for and including being rejected by anybody in our lives. And it doesn't mean you have to be a jerk. You can quietly and in in emulating Christ, you can actually say, I just can't go along with that. And in the same way he's silent before his shears. you should be silent before your boss. So the last thing that that comes down to is is our conscience. You're going to make mistakes pursuing the truth. You're going to be wrong. But that's part of the Christian life. That's part of the intellectual life especially is not giving up on pursuing the truth when you have been shown to be wrong And and making sure that you continue to pursue it. And so you you might you might be wrong on a specific way, for example. What we're talking about is not truths that you can't not know, meaning like you're not going to be wrong about the fact that children shouldn't be brutally murdered. Yeah, we're These talking. Are, we're talking about application yeah. of certain fundamental truths. Like, okay, well, if man is supposed to have free speech, does that mean that he can say whatever he wants? Yeah. Does that mean that he can go online and he can he can plaster? you know, pornography does it, everywhere. Does not
1: mean he can put obscene signs in his yard and right. do things like that in front right. of a children's bus stop? You right. Know, yeah, like the application there, might be different. Right, but and there are
0: people who would say, yeah, he should have that. I would disagree because, again, there are consequences that have to be considered. Mm-hmm. And and that that is part of progress. Like progress does result from us making mistakes as a society and then moving beyond them. The, the, our goal is to make sure we don't make a fatal mistake. And fatal mistakes would be things that say fundamental truths are false because by definition they can't be. But I do think there is one more thing that, that should be talked about yeah. is is that we're not, we're not trying to say that that these truths should be just merely secular truths. What we're saying is is that as especially as Christian intellectuals is that they're grounded in the gospel. And I do agree with Jack Maritan that apathetic Christians, especially in a country where they are the majority, will be culpable for its fall. Yeah. And we cannot sit here and say, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and then on basic fundamental truths say that those are optional.
1: Or And and by saying those are optional, what you mean, I am assuming what you mean is say, well— You know, Jesus can just take care of my compromising. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like
0: you can't just sit here and say, well, you know, I know my school is telling me that my kids uh, math is two plus two equals five because the original math is racist. So you have a moral obligation to pull your kid from that school. Yeah. Or, Or stand with him when he takes a stand and gets expelled.
1: And but, fails or fails right. his grades. But or one thing is for, is
0: for sure is that Christians need to start thinking about what does it mean to protect these truths and to stand for these truths, not just for themselves, but for their neighbors. Because if they don't know what the human rights are that God has given them, that governments do not have the right to trample, then they will not be able to love their neighbor as themselves. Yeah. Because if you don't know what it means for you to be human then you definitely can't make sure that you protect the rights of your neighbor who is also human.
1: I know this has got to be a tall order for some people listening, but I hope that other listeners find this encouraging like I do. Even though I know it's a challenge, um, I find it encouraging to have something to aim at. And I hope you guys enjoyed hearing what Daniel had to say about this stuff. And
0: and i think that it's important to understand that you ha- it it is an active decision.
1: So what do you mean active decision?
0: I mean that it's an intentional decision. Yes. Yeah, you I mean. can't just sit awkwardly by. You need to read the books. You need to you need to be active. You need to be taking stands. That was one of the reasons why we started the podcast. Yeah. Because we looked and we said, well what can we do to help?
1: Well, and, and we and we see other people in our lives that are taking much in some cases, bigger stance oh, yeah. than doing something like this podcast. But we also want to encourage and embolden those people who are on the fence who are feeling like even if they took a stand, it wouldn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Or what good is it really if I do something? And I think from some of the things you've quoted, and especially when we look at scripture and the example of Christ, if we choose not to stand for the truth, we are going to erode our humanity. We are going to compromise our conscience. And that is something that I really want to be intentional about strengthening in this mm-hmm. season when I do still have my freedoms and I do still have the ability to parent and to to live the life that I feel God's called me yeah. to live.
0: Yeah. And uh it's hard work, but that's why you need friends. Yep. You need a community. But for now i hope that you guys enjoyed us having this little conversation having a window into how we do the intellectual life at home and uh we have these conversations all the time without the mics and they're a lot of fun and so you should try it it's a lot it's it's intense sometimes if you uh, find out that your spouse believes something that you know
1: yeah like if your husband believes in hylomorphism like that two cells together doesn't make a baby
0: that's not what happened well you're implicating me. That's how many for another rocks, time. How many
1: rocks make a pile?
0: Yeah, well, that's not what we were talking about. So <laughs> anyway, um, make sure you keep your wives in the kitchen and uh, keep working hard, putting food on the table. May and, your
1: wives be ever barefoot. Yeah, ever in barefoot. Your, in your kitchens, may, your, may ever your, filled yeah. with fresh-baked bread. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, may your wives be ever aproned and barefoot, cooking over the stove. And may your husbands be working 9 to 5 and watching sports. Just kidding.
1: should be reading the
0: Should be reading books. All right. That's it for us today. I'm Dana Roberts.
1: And I'm Lindsay Roberts.
0: For Solomon's Corner, keep thinking.